Hello, I'm Liz Jones. If you read my diary in the Mail on Sundays You magazine, then you'll know me and my life pretty well. But if you've always wanted to know more, this is the place for you. Welcome to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast. I'll be taking you behind the scenes of this week's column before digging back into the archives to find some of the most shocking and hilarious stories from the last 20 years. I'll be doing all this with the help of my assistant, friend and confidant, Nick. Hello. Love salt and pepper, Love and them. how groundbreaking they were as women who were curvaceous, mouthy, loud. They didn't dress sexy. in leotards. They didn't dress sexy. Salt and pepper are bringing it on one time. Salt and pepper were magnificent, and I love it. Let's talk about sex. We are women, and we talk about sex because we are owning it. So this week, everyone, we are talking about a new series on Netflix called Obsession. And Nicola made me watch this. And all the way through, I was going, where's Jeremy Irons? Where's Jeremy Irons? Where's Juliette Benoche? This is just like Damage, written by Josephine Hart. And I've watched that film Many, many times. So I, I broke it to you, didn't I? It was actually a remake. Jeremy Irons was... It's, so Obsession is actually a remake of the Jeremy Irons film. And I remember watching the Jeremy Irons film and I commissioned... Because I think I was at the Evening Standard then as Features Supremo. And we did so many pieces on Obsession... Can I just say? We did pieces on the furniture, the beds, the chairs, the flat, French women, Jeremy Irons' thighs. They were a bit thin, weren't they, his thighs? I just want to point out, I knew something about about something on TV. Yeah, because I said to Nick, this, this obsession, it reminds me of Jeremy Irons and Josephine Hart. And you said, yeah, well, it's a remake. I know. But that's like that's like the first time, isn't it? So <laughs> Nicola makes me watch Obsession, the remake. It's not as good as Damage. I absolutely adore Jeremy Irons. I remember watching him. I had a bed sit in Barnes when Brighthead Revisited came out and a tiny little telly. And my bed sit in Barnes didn't even have cooking facilities. I had a shower and a bed. And part of my rent, which was £10 a week, I had to walk the Labrador and babysit the child. Oh. Sometimes I walk the child and babysat the Labrador. I think I'd rather pay more than be dragged into chores. But I love Jeremy Irons in Bridesmaids Who Visited. And I actually interviewed Jeremy Irons when he was on stage in Islington. And I actually asked him if he'd had ever had an affair with a gay man, and he was so gobsmacked he choked. 
Right, just go, just go in there. Just ask the most personal because question. Because my editor said, ask him if he's had an affair with a gay man. And I'm like, I'm not asking him that. Oh, come on. Don't. He had sex with Juliette Binoche in very good furniture. Don't tell me you've got a line that you won't cross. Don't say that. I don't believe it. But he was very theatrical. And he had all these scarves and everything. So I have actually interviewed Jeremy Arnzel. That, is, that isn't our archive this week. But if you put a petition on the internet to get my Jeremy Arns interview, we might do it next week. We'll put a poll up. Do you want the Jeremy Irons reveal all? Did he answer you? Yeah, he, oh, I can't remember what now the answer it, was. We it, have to dig it out. Save, save it for the archive in case you get the poll that says, yes, I want Jeremy Irons. But we actually need to be talking about Richard Armitage because... But I don't really know who Richard Armitage is. And the thing about these... Like, there is a resurgence of sex in drama. Like, we had the Ben Affleck sort of 80s film, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We're having a remake of Fatal Attraction. Ben Affleck naked works for me. I'm playing the rabbit in the remake of Fatal Attraction. We've now got Obsession, which is a remake of Jeremy Irons. And it was so boring, and the woman had so little, at least Juliette Binoche's French... This woman had no personality. The surgeon, I kept thinking, why aren't you at work? Why aren't you fulfilling your appointments at the NHS? What's your pension for? I think he was private. I think he was probably private. Well, he still needs to be at work. Judging by the house, he was And the only thing I noticed about Obsession on Netflix was the furniture, and I've got the same Best and Lloyd lamp. Well, in case anybody, only you would notice that, in case anybody didn't watch Damage, hasn't read the book and hasn't seen Obsession, it's about a father that has an affair with his son's new girlfriend. Yes. And it, I can only think it was written by a man, don't you? It's got no, Josephine Hart was a woman. No. She's I mean, now dead. I mean, this, this, this programme, the way this was done. Because this man has a beautiful wife. She's intelligent. She's successful. She's devoted. She's beautiful. Her father lives in a beautiful house. I'd marry her just for the house. Yeah, absolutely. And and after many, many years of marriage, they've got grown-up children, and she still seems to find him desirable and likeable, which to me is a miracle in itself. So we get this, like, normal family man is a successful and celebrated surgeon that suddenly sees a woman across a crowded room at his father-in-law's um, party and literally he locks eyes with this woman and I think the facial expressions are meant to, meant to be that he's highly aroused and highly attracted to her, but he actually looks like he's constipated. His aroused face was not You attractive. get to see his bottom. And that's not great, is it? I thought it was like Jilly Cooper, but without any horses. I wanted some horses. It'd be more interesting. The thing is, there's no humour. There's, no, there's humor. no funny lines. The thing is, is it's weird. He's completely infatuated with her at literally first sight, from the very second, and he turns from this like. But Why she's got nothing man? to say. She's got no antidotes. She's boring. She's not even that beautiful. Like Juliette Benoche was dark and sultry and French and mysterious. This is just like someone who works in boots. She reminds me of that. Do you remember that film Mannequin? She reminds me of the the mannequin when she was the mannequin. 
Do not knock Andrew McCarthy. No, no, we won't knock him. Oh, his eyes. His eyes. His Oh, I'm Andrew McCarthy. Don't digress. So, and it's... I want to talk about the sex because the first time they have sex, so there's this big thing about they lock eyes, they barely say two words together and she summons him and he goes there. There's not a word said. It's all very quick. Quick? I think, my opinion is, and this is probably going to be censored, I think afterwards she's going to be a little bit sore and she's going to have cystitis. Seriously, it was so brief, it wasn't worth the effort of the shower. There was no foreplay. There was literally, it wasn't worth the having to have the shower. And what about the scene where he has sex with a cushion? Revolting. Revolting. Like he trails them to this hotel in Paris. It wasn't the best hotel in Paris. I'd have set it at the Plaza Athena because I'm not only an expert on chairs and lamps, I'm an expert on hotels. It should have been at the Plaza Athena. And he has sex with the cushion. This is why... When you go to a hotel, put on some gloves and take off the scatter cushions Always. because there's no way Always. they have laundered the scatter cushions. Always. You're going to get a disease. Always. And so he smelt her on the scatter cushion. And I've long campaigned against scatter cushions, haven't I, Nicola? Yeah. I have. It's I wrong. have. I have. It's wrong. This did not compare not only... What's his name? Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Bouquet of barbed wire. Never heard of it. 1976. Never heard of it. That is how I learnt about sex. It was It was an ITV. I think it was Thames. Bouquet of barbed wire. Frank Finlay. And Susan Penhaligon. I want you to tell me your memories of Bokeh Barbara because it not only had an older man and a younger woman, it had incest. They may not have heard of it as well. No, my readers have heard of Bokeh Barbara. It was award-winning. Right in, right in, ladies and gentlemen. It was so sexy. It was absolutely fantastic. And it was the first of the glamorous programme. So after Bokeh of Barbara came all the other sort of glamorous programmes, White Horses and Black Beauty and everything. But Bokeh of Barbara had so much sex in it. Well, this this was non-stop sex, but it was so uninspiring. I mean, at one point, the first time, like you said, it was over very quickly, but he literally dives on board. But she would have got sore. But he dives on board with all the finesse of an Essex boy in a car park in Loughton, in a Ford Capri. But you're the expert on that. No, I'm speaking from experience. It really wasn't good. And then he said, after the first time, which lasted all of like 30 seconds, he dramatically lay spent on the floor. And I can't quite work out whether it's exhaustion or an ecstatic stupor. But literally, it's OTT for the effort But what that I did this young woman have... To entice a man to betray his family, she didn't even have any jokes. No, she no. She's not particularly beautiful. It was completely and utterly unbelievable. And I think it wasn't about her. I think it just shows how arrogant men are. Like this much younger, I mean, albeit attractive woman, locks eyes with him across the room. She didn't even own her own flat. No, but. <laughs> You literally, she's, you kind of think, if I was that guy, I would think, okay, I'm a middle-aged man. Why is this woman staring at me like I'm, you know, a sausage and I'm a dog? 
you know, why why is she so interested in me? What's you know, what what's going on? But no, his ego But shouldn't he think must have what about my you? wife? What about my son? No, he just follows his crown jewels right into the right into the situation. His crown jewels just led the way. It led the way. Was not attractive. But as an artist Oh god help me. As a creative As an artist it really, because I didn't want to watch this, because I said to you, I don't want to watch this because my novel and screenplay, The Tortoise, is full of sex that you've never even thought of. The woman is an older woman in her 50s and she is the predator. She yeah. is, you see inside her mind, she's very witty and everything she says in her mind is what we want to speak out loud about men, but oh, God, we don't. Yeah, absolutely. And she's very devious and she's very intelligent. She's having sex with two Shut men up. at once, a man and his son. Why can't I get that published and, and made? I don't know, because Liz said to me, Why? I don't want to watch Why? a session because it upsets me because Tortoise hasn't been published. And, and I literally, my reaction was, I don't know what you're talking about because there is no... It is, so different there because it's too no upsetting for me it's, it's no like on sunday hadley freeman because we've discussed her anorexia book and obviously i did an anorexia book first and she did a column about what it's like to write about yourself writing about yourself writing about yourself and i couldn't read it because i thought i'm better i'm better i'm better i'm better i'm calm i am better well calm 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 and my tortoise book is better than Josephine Park. No question. No question. I mean, I've read that. Because it's a woman who's the predator. Yeah. It's the woman who wants to have sexual satisfaction. It's the woman who's having sex with the son. It's a woman who's having sex yeah. with the man and she's going to destroy him. She's like a praying mantis. But all these woke lily-livered commissioning editors who are about 12 at publishing houses won't publish it. No. I mean, this was sort of like, you know, when I read the stuff, it was all about, you know, it had S&M in it and it was, you know, hurt me. There's, I mean, no, so there's no violence in it at all. No, I get more violence putting my bin out. I'll be, I'll be honest, I read, your, I read your book with one eye closed and my mum keeps saying but to me... But it's groundbreaking, isn't it? Like, no. It's absolutely groundbreaking. Well, it gives me a bloody education and I'm from bloody Leighton. It's groundbreaking. I mean, most most people in my school didn't need an education, but I tell you, what do people suggest? Do you think that we should crowdfund it or what? How are we going to do this? Well, I think. I mean, it is better. It is amazing. I think better than this. I mean, it's like this obsession. It tells you that a woman can climax with no foreplay. Yeah, he's got quite nice furniture. That's not enough. But from penetration. That isn't how you climax. It's not. It, it, it isn't. You need the fantasy. You need your mind. You need the mystique. You need brilliant conversation. You need jokes. You need wit. You need S&M. You need lovely chairs. I'll tell you what you do need. You need more than 10 seconds. That's what you need, which seemed to be his average. You definitely need a little bit more time. But if he's a doctor, he should be at work. See, I'm not being funny. I honestly thought a couple of times that the effort of, of, of sex with this woman finished him off. And I don't mean in a good way. I thought it killed him. 
he laid there and he did not look good. I he don't even well. know that I can bear to watch the rest of it, really. If you want some titillation until my book comes out, watch Bouquet of Barbois with Frank Finlay. And if when Liz's book comes out and you read it, be prepared for things that you didn't know about because Fifty Shades is nothing on Liz Jones. Well. I was trauma. My mum wants to read it and I've said no. I refuse to no, let her read it. No, I'm She'll go even it. more grey. <laughs> My anger about obsession is nothing compared to my anger at the Fifty Shades series. I didn't like that. And the films. I didn't like I didn't enjoy that at all. Although Martin's Gran, I did download all the films and the books for her on the Kindle that we bought her for her birthday. And she watched it and Martin said, Gran, are you sure you want to watch that? And she said, nothing I don't know. Nothing can't teach me anything. And this was like an 85-year-old woman. I was so traumatised. So my archive this week... Yes. Was I went to see the latest Fifty Shades film. That was in 2017. It was Fifty Shades Darker. Unfortunately, I took David with me. So I, I'm quite deaf and I'm looking at my popcorn. And he said, you've just missed the penis. So it was only one opportunity. So I missed it. I missed it. Do you remember when we Jamie. went Jamie. We went to What one did we go to see? We it must went, have been the first must one. Must have been the first one. And we literally, there was me and this sitting there in this sea of middle-aged women, like, eating I'm their popcorn. Middle-aged. No, well, it depends whether you're carrying in actual years or what happens after surgery. We're sitting there, eating their popcorn, and all we could say when we come out was, all you saw was her nipples and her bits and pieces. Where was his penis? Yeah. Where? Where was it? Because we'd have all screamed, Why? wouldn't we? It would have been like Patrick Swayze getting Why? his top off. Do you know what? Honestly, I think Patrick Swayze doing the salsa or whatever it was, Macamba, Miamba, whatever that dance is with a melon, him gyrating with that melon in them trousers was considerably more erotic than anything I've seen in Fifty Shades or Obsession. So this is from 2017 in the Mail on Sunday. I went to review... It's very hard, isn't it, being a war reporter? (laughs) I went to review Fifty Shades Darker and the headline is, I've seen racier episodes of Pingu. What's Pingu? The the Penguin, the children's (laughs) programme. Who's Pingu? I didn't know if it was like one of the Teletubbies or something. I attended the premiere of Fifty Shades Darker on Thursday night. The star, Dakota Johnson, who plays submissive Anna Steele, said before she went into the Odeon, it's a sexier film. Well, that wouldn't be hard. The first film was as vanilla as one of Mary Berry's Victoria sponges. Particularly when it's compared to your dirty mind, as I have found out. The second film's billboard promises no more rules. That may explain why middle-aged women waggling copies of E.L. James's books were 15 deep in a sleety Leicester Square. Never underestimate the libido of the postmenopausal woman. Problem is, that's exactly what the filmmakers have done. In the movie, I was treated to Dakota Johnson's nipples on seven occasions, but I didn't spot Jamie's appendage once. My companion... David, (laughs) said it was there in silhouette, fleetingly. 
but I must have been doing my online Sainsbury's order at the time. The film is very, very long, no sniggering, and very, very boring. There was no sex until an hour in, a groping scene in an elevator that was so badly lit. I thought all the childhood warnings were true. I'd gone blind. <laughs> Dakota Johnson reminds me more and more of Julie Birchall. They're, honestly, they're identical. I'm, they're I'm identical. struggling with this. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Hang on a minute. Explain. They just look the same. Her and Julie Birchall. Um, Ju- her, me and Julie Birchall used to fight a lot, but we're actually friends now. Okay, but yeah, I can't. They look exactly the same. No, they don't. They that's, do. That's... They do. They do. All I was thinking was Julie Birchall's having sex with Jamie Dornan. Where have I gone wrong in no, my career? That's like saying I look like I don't know. No, so she does look like Julie Birchall. I'm going to get two pictures up to look. Jamie Dornan's heart just wasn't in it. Outside the theatre before the screening, I was trying to get a selfie and he called his bodyguard, was sporting a full beard as if to distance himself from the role of Christian Grey. He kept telling the women who fantasised about him that he and his wife who live in the countryside with their two children. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know that Jeremy Dornan lives in the countryside with his wife and his two children. But his responsibility is to sell... The, the, film, the film, the fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, don't grow a beard. His wife's not very happy, is she? That is, is it? No, she's just. Anyway, so out. my review continues. Don't tell us that. Your fans are trying to shore themselves up against husbands who've reached sixty without knowing the location of the G spot or the stopcock. Men are now both impotent and useless, and having nothing to look forward to but poverty and dementia. We sat through eighteen episodes of you in the fall. Twice. I've actually watched it three times now. I've, I've watched it a lot. It's really good. Just to make it alive and vaguely sane to this second cinematic instalment. At least keep up the pretense of ruthless desirability for five minutes. I felt very patronised by the film, treated as though I'm a little girl. The film is a parody from a male screenwriter and a male director of what they think female sexuality should be rather than what it is. Dirty and demanding. Oh, I'm past all that. Plus, I felt I'd been transported back to the 1970s. The matriarchs. What has happened to Kim Basinger, who plays the Mrs. Robinson character? She seems to have bought more teeth. So cartoonish, they are like something out of Dallas. The acting as wooden as, well, we never did find out, (laughs) did we? I'm sure this film will get hammered by feminists keen to see Anastasia escape her shackles and grow some balls of her own. But I'm shredding this film for precisely the opposite reason. There is absolutely no sex in it. No chemistry, no biology. Why is it Certificate 18? I've no idea. I've been more aroused by Pingu, hence the heading. Poor Pingu. The book sold in their millions because E.L. James recognises women are intelligent enough to separate fantasy from reality. We have needs not satisfied by Waitrose, Poldark, Deliciously Ella and all the other good things we're supposed to fill our time with. 
Anastasia enjoys the rough sex in the books, but in the film all she does is coo over an engagement ring like a character in Woman's Realm. And I should know because I used to write work for Woman's Realm. <laughs> I used to edit the knitting patterns. You really need to keep that one under your hat. There are some things you don't put in confession. We might make men take paternity leave and learn which recycling bin is which, but in our heads we want them to flip us. Because men have been reduced to mere guests in our homes, emasculated lumps to be tolerated, bossed around in a way our mums never dreamed of bossing our dads around, we need something like Fifty Shades to fill the yawning gap. But like any woman with an interest in sex, we're being punished for it. The heroine of the aforementioned The Fool got her comeuppance for daring to have a voracious sexual appetite, but ended the series with only a glass of red wine for company. In Appletree Yard, 52-year-old Emily Watson was raped, then threatened with jail for having an affair. And the core fans of Fifty Shades, older women like me, before surgery, who are (laughs) sex-starved in real life, endlessly disappointed by real men, have been thoroughly shafted... um, Or not by a movie that's meant to be on our side. If I'd paid to see this travesty, I'd be demanding my money back. I've now got a sore throat. But you got quite excited there, didn't you? You got quite overwhelmed. You can read this week's diary in full on Man on Sunday's You magazine. Do you want to know that this week's column... I go on a date. Oh, let's have the <gasps> diary. Aye, aye. There were no penises. No, I was going to say, is it as we're in the sex podcast this week? Well, I did go on a date. Yes, that's quite sexy. That's quite sex. Well, it depends, really, doesn't it? it can go either way. So. I'm at a lectern waiting to be shown to my table for my blind date with White Ferrari Man, a step up from White Pepper Man. I get an email on my phone. Was this where we ended last week, the email? Yes. Yes. Keep up. I'm keeping up. The heading said, The Telegraph, Liz Jones. Great! I think. Someone wants to pay me to write a piece. Oh, yay, I could eat. Then I read the message. Your ex-husband has written a piece about you. We would like to put his accusations to you for a response. Is this the correct email? There's a sense of deja vu here. The blood in my veins turned to ice. It's not just that the idiot has written about me, but that my every waking moment is filled with stress. There's never a second when I'm off duty. Even this date must be logged, memorised, written about. As I walk in my Bottega Veneta wedding hills to the bar, I'm racking my brain trying to think of anything I did in the marriage that he could possibly dish up and sell as a revelation and criticise. If I did do something awful, such as lie about my age, I have, of course, already written about it. Yes, I was an OCD nightmare, but I never cheated on him. I always tried to help him. But of course, I'm on edge. Where White Ferrari Man had actually annoyed me when, a couple of days before meeting, in response to me calling him by his car in my column, he texted, 
Will you feel more comfortable if I arrive in a clapped-out old banger? And, I thought I arranged the date, but you get the credit, geez. When he'd assured me he could deal with my being a columnist, as Karen Carpenter would say, we've only just begun it's not well, is it? to live. Oh, no. oh, God. Oh, no. Shall I carry on singing? No, no, no. Let's, let's go back to what you're good at. Let's go back to writing. I spot him walking across the courtyard, Chino's jacket. He comes over and pecks me on the cheek, and as he does so, I unfurl to my full height. Uh, uh, <laughs> it was like married at first sight Australia when the bride's face falls as she discovers she's taller than the groom. He's like a hobbit. No, my, to be fair, you're quite big, aren't you? I'm not in big. Heels. No, in, like high, in heels you are. You're yeah. massively taller than me. Well, I'm over six foot, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm five foot two in heels. My levels of preparation have been even more thorough than the bride's on married at first sight. And he pays me only one compliment. You look lovely. We sip champagne. He says my sense of humour is very dark. When we both have trouble hearing in the noisy room, I suggest we go back to texting and he laughs, revealing he's got teeth. <gasps> Bonus. Yeah. Better than the last one. I am very, very glad he is called David so I don't have to learn a new name. I don't have time to learn a new name. I'm busy. I ask about his work, which I won't discuss as I don't want to identify him. He's separated, has a son and a dog. He's well-travelled. I tell him funny stories, but when he wants to know more personal stuff, I just reply, there's a book, there's another book. Oh, I suppose that's one up from Google me. Just go and buy the book. Catch up. <laughs> he says he has two tickets for Peter Kay, but he doesn't invite me. What a bastard. Probably because he's busy reading the book. He insists on paying for dinner and we get up to leave. I can tell he desperately wants me to see his Ferrari. He says he always parks by the front door of a hotel as they love it, saying it's good for business. Oh, dear. He says it will drive me to where my car is parked. I've hidden it behind a tree. You've seen my car. Well, what's left of it from Gracie eating it, yeah. He has a personalised number plate. Oh, oh dear. dear. Oh, dear. I've never been in a Ferrari before, so I fold my long limbs and sit inside. I'm very glad I haven't bought Gracie. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. That would be very, very bad. I take a photo of the prancing horse on the small screen and I send it to my girlfriends. I sent it to you, you didn't did, I? You did, yeah. He keeps touching my arm and hands and I feel like barking, Don't touch me! We get to my car, I say thank you and enjoy Rockcliffe Hall. And that's it. I can tell he fancies me. I'm the Patty Boyd of journalism. <laughs> what? Home. What do you mean, and that's it? Hang on a minute. That's it. That no, is it. No little pick, no little kissing. No, 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 no. I get home and I remember the Telegraph email. My date had, for a couple of hours, made me forget about it. I type my reply. The bit where it says, 
Older men would openly flirt with Liz, my wife, in front of me, made me laugh, given my husband openly had unprotected sex with dozens of women, and I reply to the editor of The Telegraph with my trademark dark humour. Vomit on me more, like Basil says. Adding at the end, not for publication, I doubt you could afford me. Mic drop. Can I point out? I was witness to this email. I doubt you could afford me. She actually did the Beyonce hand gesture. Yeah. The Beyonce, yeah, yeah. She turned into Beyonce. Let's just say in my response to his accusations, which were that I sidelined him at parties, I introduced him to Zadie Smith. Giorgio Armani, Ricky Martin, the editor of the Sunday Times, the editor of the Evening Standard, the literary editor of the Evening Standard. I did not sideline him at parties. And and you also said lots of people. Other to men prove didn't it. flirt with me. Men don't flirt with me. I'm too scary. <laughs> Amazing for men to flirt with me because Terrifying. they think they can't possibly be Jeremy Irons. But actually, even if you're out with your wife or and someone flirts with you. So it's what? It's, it's just I didn't have unprotected sex with them. No, 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 exactly. But it's just a compliment. Did I it? didn't do that. You did no, not no. You definitely didn't do that. What else did he I put, reply? I reckon person. this editor at the Telegraph was literally having a nervous breakdown after she got my email. Well, she never replied, Because I said, not for publication. She never replied. <laughs> I doubt very much your publication can afford me. Ka-ching. Might drop. Beyonce. Beyonce. walk away. A bit like a, the sex and obsession, oh, really. This was his accusation in the Telegraph. I called him a stupid C-word. And when you and I read that, we were like... We call each other that every five minutes. Yes. And every married couple yes. says you stupid C word, especially when he's un- had unprotected sex with numerous other women. Yes. And then I couldn't leave it at that. I couldn't leave it at that with the Daily no, Telegraph, even though they didn't reply. I then sent them pictures. <laughs> yeah. I sent them photographs of me and Nurple at parties having a lovely time. She did. She did. With Ricky Martin and Giorgio Armani. She had me on the other laptop pulling off the photographs. <laughs> I sent them pictures showing us having a lovely time at different parties. Yep. And I never heard from them again, which I think is quite rude. I did. I think you poor little baby. You got you you got shouted at when you were shagging other women. Poor baby. And you got ignored at parties. So what I said to them, how can he one minute be a trophy and the next minute be ignored? Can't be I bad. introduced him to Zadie Smith. I doubt he's ever crossed her path again. You can't be the trophy toy boy and ignored. Doesn't work like that. So, you know, don't mess with me, mate. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. Every week, lots of you get in touch telling me what you think about my life and my decisions. So I think it's only fair that you get to have your say here on the podcast too. If you'd like to get in touch, then go to lizjonesgoddess.com or tweet me at lizjonesgoddess. Because I've lost my voice. Okay, right. You, I'm like Cher. Well, you're very excitable today. Okay, so we got a, an, an email from Sue who says, 
Hi, Liz and Nick. Love your podcast, but must correct you on one point. Queen Camilla doesn't hunt. She hasn't hunted for probably 15 to 20 years. Neither do the other members of the royal family, but keep up the good work regards so. Yeah, but they shoot. Don't they do hunt because shooting is hunting. I've seen Camilla on a horse. But even if she... I mean, it's illegal I've now. seen Kate... You know, I get a lot of stick for sticking up for Meghan, and I wish she was coming to the coronation. But I've seen the new Princess of Wales with a gun in her hand. Yeah, she does. She shoots. She absolutely shoots. And that, to me, is hunting. It doesn't, you know, it's not just fox hunting. There's lots of different type of, you know, there's deer stalking. There's shooting. Hunting men in bars. Hunting men in bars. Well, that's more That's more your line. I'm retired. I'm <laughs> retired. Should we try Angela? She says... Come on, Angela. Come on, Angela. I've been reading your column for decades. You are lovely, dutiful in your giving and kindness, a hilarious babe. And we all know animals are the favourite people in our families. I'm 63 now and giving less of a shit what anyone thinks of me. I'm a good person that now has jowls and piggy eyes. I can relate to that. I looked in the mirror this morning and my neck's gone crapey. Look at my neck. Your eyes have got smaller. Yeah, I think that's because <laughs> my face has got fatter. They're just sort of sinking in. Um, she she says, but I have the best stringent female, funny, incredible friends. They've been known to hiss at twats and any injustice. You are hilarious, whip smart, beautiful. Yes. Stop putting yourself behind anyone else. They are lucky to have you. F- well, that's it from us this week. If you enjoyed listening to Liz Jones's Diary, the podcast, why not visit melplus.co.uk forward slash subscribe to get access to all our podcasts, videos, opinion pieces and more. I'll be back next Sunday. But for now, I'm Liz Jones. And I'm Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye.